Welcome back, friends. Last guy here, and it's time for basically a podcast, and we're going with Verbalocity again. Hi, it's me again. How are we all doing? There you go. Okay, so I think the first thing is always touching base with the person. So, what's new going on with you? And apparently, every time we do this, it's a new season of For Honor. So, what's yes. going on with For Honor? So, I've been playing a good bit of For Honor. In terms of actual work life, things have been slowing down. I've done most of my jobs for the year. I just finished up doing my Southeast Asian stuff for Spikes, you know, the esports anchor stuff. You may have seen me spam out on Twitter. Uh, that was my first actual live gig in, like, a suit. We did it in WizKid's kitchen, but it was technically a live thing, so I'm counting it. <laughs> so it, that was a right good fun, but I'm now slowing down a bit for the rest of the year in terms of work and just taking my time and enjoying the absolute bloody slew of releases that not only are coming out, but also I have still yet to play because of work. Like, I still need to finish up Mafia 3. I still need to play The Surge. I've just, I'm slowing down, thankfully. And talking about new releases, you're telling me there's a bunch of new ones. I didn't. There's nothing on my radar. So what are the new releases? It's mostly been either re-releases or, of course, the very much obvious stuff. I think for me, there's a slight bias because new releases for me has been just a lot of catch up. So been finishing up through Mafia Three. There's a. I would be playing a few more of the new releases like Shadow of War and Battlefront, but I. This is the first time in my life I've just said nope and not played something because of something I didn't agree with. I've been dabbling. In Call of Duty World War Two, I finished a campaign of that and I dabbled in it a little bit, but I haven't gone full on ham yet. Although I definitely will try and go in. But this year is slowing down in terms of brand new stuff. Battlefront Two was sort of the the last sort of big brand new thing. Outside of that, it's mostly re-releases, updates. Like I'm looking through the lists right now, just to sort of reiterate my head. Neo's out on PC. Wait, what? Neo's out on PC? Okay, that didn't know about that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic Forces, I don't really care about, but that's like OC the game. From what I understand, it was a bit meh, not really Sonic Mania levels. Then there's mm -hmm. like a slew of releases for the Switch, Doom and Skyrim. Apparently both oh, yeah. of those got really well. I still need to get a... There's so many good consoles right now. We keep saying this every time you and I talk here, but the Switch is an absolute... Oh, you have one! <laughs> nice! Yeah. It's nice. It's really nice. It's really good. How often do you take it out with you? Uh, I take it to work with me, so I, I play it on lunch breaks. Oh. So, like, it's here, and it's also on lunch breaks, so it's like 50-50. Mm. Yeah, it's like LA Noir is on Switch 2 now. That that had a remaster for um, consoles now, for instance, and that is something which is a, it's a good game. But mm. and it, I played the way through it, and I was thoroughly entertained, but it wasn't something that really grabbed me. I, like, um, I really wish uh, that they memed it and you could have the Mario and, like, the Mario in the suit in there. just having <laughs> Using the Amiibo and trying <laughs> to dress him up as police. Because it's like... Uh, you you, pr Cross-promotional, you replace the police hat with Cappy for Odyssey. Oh, even better. Why not? To interrogate someone, you throw that? the hat at them. New minigame confirmed. Like, I know uh, Jinx is telling me that they try to change it to different... Instead of doing truth, doubt, and lie, they changed it to, like, good... They were thinking good cop, bad cop, or something like that. Like, Wait, that what? That doesn't really work. Like, Jinx was describing the best, this to me. The best thing about that game is the whole, like, tr uh, doubt, yeah. truth, lie. Because if you doubt someone, it's, it gets a hilarious response every time. Yeah, because it's like, doubt... Sometimes you get really crazy when you doubt, and sometimes you're not that crazy when you yeah. doubt. It's like... Cole is just really weird. He's he's so 
you're like, okay, well, I doubt this. And then he just screams at them like, oh, shit, that's not what I was going for, Cole. My favorite response went in the actual opposite direction. It mm-hmm. was, I think it was one of the investigations where a woman's son was murdered. You're talking to the mother. Ooh. And Cole sits down. She starts giving her story to you about what happened. And if you hit doubts, because there is some little tidbits that don't match up with what you've heard. He simply yeah. says on the whole thing, I don't believe you. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I would have thought that would have been lie, but yeah, wow, <laughs> that's a bit overdoing it. <sighs> that's what's weird about it, because the idea is, uh, you think they're telling the truth, so move on. Or you, you're not sure that there's something suspicious, so you doubt them. Mm. And then lie is, of course, they're lying, so you're trying to, you're getting out of it. I know you're lying, tell me the truth. But sometimes Cole's freaking out at them when he's doubting. It's like... Mm. Which is weird, because you say doubt would be like, you're trying to suss something out, and said he's screaming it out of them. He's like, whoa, Cole, whoa. Slow down. Uh, it's so past time at this point, but did you ever see the bloopers for that? For L.A. Noir? L.A. Noir. Um, I've watched one or two of them. I didn't go through all of them, but I heard some of them are pretty funny from the mocap. They're amazing. Just, uh, anyone, just look at them. It's just so, because everyone's using the mocap thing, it's, well, they're in that, like, face scan thing. Mm. And... It's just because you get to see their expressions when they screw up and they're like, blah, blah, and all the things they do is like, that is so weird seeing it in a game form. And it's, it's just fun and, and entertaining to see that. But LNUR, it's on the Switch. What was weird is people were like, what the hell? What's Doom doing on the Switch? What's LNUR doing on the Switch? Because those are very mature games. Like, Nintendo isn't Disneyland. Like, they, you're a guy killing things all the time. You're a plumber jumping on Goombas. They don't. They don't come back. You're a plumber with non-consensual mind control as well, in the middle of New York. Yeah, in this one, yeah. Which, uh... Which Nintendo's very much like, you're not possessing people. No, no, you're not possessing people. No, you're possessing people. You are definitely... I like the meme of know the difference. Kirby having Mario powers, Mario possessing Kirby. <laughs> it's like, know the difference. Yeah. I, I think Nintendo has finally de- realized, oh, hey, we don't even have to necessarily do brand new things. If we have a unique enough concept, if we apply existing thing to new thing, in this case the Switch, you could say X game, but you can take it on a plane and it immediately sells. Like Zelda. Yeah, that's, uh, even if, like, uh, what, what was the name of the new Zelda? I forget it. Breath of the Wild. Thank Breath you. Wild. Well, I wouldn't say Zelda on itself is new. I'd say it's more for Skyrim and Doom. And yeah. L.A. Noir for this example. What I meant was, even, like, pretend if um, Breath of the Wild was complete trash, a Zelda game on a plane would have sold some copies. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, being able to travel this thing is really good. And it plays pretty well from what I've played. Uh, I just got this. Oh? Because I'm going to be going to freaking Vegas. So oh, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. So I'm going to be playing that, so I'm going to see what it looks like on console and on travel. So... I'll have an idea what's going on with that. Hmm. And, uh, it, I, I know it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be less powerful, obviously, but it still looks pretty good. So I don't know. Like, it depends on if you are way up there when it comes to 60 frames. If you're a 60 frames only person, you're never going to be satisfied ever in life. Like, unless you, if be. you're wanting 60 frames, unless you desperately want Nintendo, you're probably going to have a gaming laptop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for like sure. Unless, yeah, unless it's a console thing. Because not all console games are on PC, of course. But Neo's on there now, 
which I want to play Neo. I just don't want to put down 60 for this thing. I still need to play The Surge. I have that installed on my PC for half a mm. year and I still haven't touched it. Oh, wow. That game is good, but I need to. There's there's a lot of games out there, so it's okay if you miss a game or two. Like, mm. uh, like I skipped Shadow of War. And that was fine, because Wolfenstein and Destiny 2 were right around the corner. Yes. And I'm skipping Battlefront 2 for now. I want to see what they do later. And it was fine, because I was playing Destiny 2 and, Battle and Wolfenstein 2. And now I've got this game. Like, there's so many games out there. Like, people are calling this, like, one of the worst years of gaming. It's like, just cause of, because of what EA's doing, because of what WB did, because of 2K, because of Take-Two, because of all the shady stuff they're doing. But that is in minority compared to the, just all the amazing games we've had this year. There are so many, but they were earlier in the year and towards the middle, but now we have all this bullcrap at the end. Yeah, this the first half of this year was completely clean, pretty much. Yeah. The The second half of the year is where the clouds rolled in and things started getting a little bit weird. And that wasn't great. Oh, okay, so while you were talking, I, was, I just noticed on Reddit the Xbox uh, Black Friday sales kicked in. Random side oh. note, Wolfenstein 2 is already 40% off! Damn! Bloody hell! Good game. Sorry to cut you off, but I just saw that, like, okay. Ooh, that's that's a pickup. That is a pickup. I might do that. Game. I might pull the trigger on that, actually. That is a good anyway, game. Please continue. Like, I'm sorry, I just saw that, and it like, what? <laughs> well, we can talk about Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein yeah. 2, if you liked 1, it's everything great about 1, but then they took it to 11, and it gets a bit gratuitous, and it's up to you whether or not that's good or not. It gets really over the top at points. You're like, okay, that was a thing. That's a thing that happened. But it's a pretty good game. The gunplay is solid. The gameplay is solid. Your enemies, uh, their AI could be better. This is always a problem with any single player game. The AI could always be better at times. There's never going to be, a, at least not very easily, going to be another fear like AI without <laughs> very specific fear. level design. Fear is such like fear is like two thousand I think right like fear very yeah before that is like such a great example of AI because they switch up their tactics <laughs> they they if they see if they know you're in a spot they circle it for anyone who hasn't played fear this game's gonna be cheap again for Christmas get that game just get the game you don't need anything else but the gunplay is really fun the enemy AI is really good because if you're if you're corridoring if you're shooting at enemies and you hide behind cover. They will circle around your cover. That is a cool thing. Their problem, though, is for the enemy that you're fighting, they don't know you can hear their comms, so you know what they're going to do to attack you. They have really bad I, audio discipline. They yell out, he's behind yeah. the table, cover me, I'm going around. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like you, I can't remember, if it's your power or you just have, if Some your sort team of psychic nonsense. hack. Yeah, it's either psychic nonsense or your team's hacked into their radio. Because mm. I know at one point they say, he knows what we're doing. Why does he know what we're doing? <laughs> How's he predicting what we're doing? Who's the rat? Yeah, it's and I know they, they acknowledge that and they're like, what the hell's going on? How does he know? And then they try to change it up. I really like the AI for that. It's always been really good AI. Mm. Never played two because it was only on Xbox. And then three, I think I have it. I just haven't played it because it's it's a co-op style game you can play. Mm. And I've been wanting to co-op that. I just haven't found anyone else who owns it. Yeah. But one is such a classic. It's such a really good game. Uh, even with the graphics still look not bad for its time, but the gameplay is good. The atmosphere is really good, uh, and the AI is amazing in that. And that's going to be like $5 or less on Christmas sale if you don't want to go full price. I don't even know what the full price right now is. Mm. It is a very old game, though, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to actually question you a little bit about the whole uh, the Wolfenstein tonal shift. So 
very minor spoiler finger for something that happens in Wolfenstein. So well, what is the, okay? Say one word to describe what you're saying. This thing is okay. Just, just it's a tonal difference. It's to do with BJ. Something that happens to BJ Blazkowicz in his past. So okay. Oh. So spoiler finger because uh, I, I need to say it. So um, BJ Blazkowicz has an abusive father, and they do very yeah. in-depth sort of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, compare that to some of the tomfoolery that happened in the campaign. D- does it play it well in terms of like going from like oh that is dark to okay that is hilarious? It's a it's a mad mad world out there. That's what that world is, and I think it's fine because it's BJ. It's BJ comes from a world of darkness, mm. and he got out of there as soon as he could, and he's fighting a very horrible world as well. But it's a it's the characters around it are what really lighten it up, and I'd say it's a way of saying like. Uh, Tonally, all this, all the the abuse and all that bad stuff is very, it's just very dark. And even when they're dealing, it's a very dark game that has some comical stuff in it. But it's, I don't know, it is a mad, mad world. That's the best way to describe it. It is a crazy world. You don't know who's really sane in this world. And so because of that, I say it all works tonally. I don't really see, like... They hit you on the face with it right at the start of the game. Right at the start of the uh-huh. game, you see who his father is. So it's not a huge spoiler, because when you start the game, you're like, you get to see BJ's history, and you're like, wow, his dad's a dick. Wow. Mm. Holy crap. And But BJ's world is just so crazy, and because it kind of has to be, because they're fighting super futuristic Nazis. Like, high-tech Nazis. They're fighting high-tech Nazis. The Jews have really good high-tech as well. Like, there's just high-tech everywhere. This is taking place in, of course, 1940s, 1950s, so it's kind of crazy. And they have fun with it. And maybe they have a little too much fun with it, because it does get gratuitous at times. But it's also just like, that just happened. That just happened, and that just happened. And it it does a lot of surprises, both good and bad. Uh, but overall, it's a very entertaining game. It's a very good game to play. And the characters are strong, just like in one. It's very fun seeing how the characters interact. I heard like that, that, yeah. A lot of really good writing, and even from just the marketing, you can see some of the, the characters are... You can immediately tell what they want and pretty much what they stand for just from the little clips, which is yeah. kind of cool. It's pretty good, and I just... As an opinion, for those who played Wolfenstein 1, I don't know why you pick Wyatt. It's all about Fergus. It's all about Fergus. Oh god, that scene. It's all about the Scotsman. That's... There's no reason to not pick the Scotsman, I swear to God. That scene is just, ugh, I, it makes me feel it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that they're like, oh yeah, which one did you pick? Like, at the start of the game, like, which one did you pick, by the way? Okay, okay, we're gonna go with that. Like, they didn't try to do some sort of amalgamation. They're like, okay, you made your choice, that, so it's Kevin Deal with it. now. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool that they did that. It's it never made it's just such a weird decision that they made in the first place is make your choice. Alright, so we just have two timelines. One's with Wyatt, one's with Fergus, and it changes things a little bit. And yeah. Okay, it does change your stats. Uh one leads to more armor, the other one leads to more HP. One leads to a different one leads to lockpick and the other one leads to fuses. Like each one has a little bit different, but it's like you can't not pick the Scotsman. I just, How often can't? That's a thing, though. Now that I think about it in games, how often do we see that kind of exclusivity? I mean, Divinity does it quite a lot. The uh, the RPG, the CRPG. 
Yeah. But how often in games do they just say, okay, you made this choice, that means you're going X route, deal with it. There is no coming back. Unless you play the game well, again. Yeah, my, my problem is, I guess it was to add replay value to that game. It's just fun enough to replay it on its own. Definitely helps, I yeah. just, I just, I feel like it's just such a weak, weak thing. I, it doesn't feel very strong. Like, you just, these are the little stat changes. This, okay, you get more armor in one run, you get more HP in the other run. Lockpick in one run, fuses in the other, like, what's the word here? Like, you can, you can mess with fuses that open things in the other run. And that's it. And that's it. That's, that's really the only difference besides cutscenes. And it's like, why did that even exist in the first place? Whose idea was this and they didn't say no to? Because it's just weird. It's just an odd choice. Sometimes that kind of developer freedom could definitely help. And that, funnily enough, brings me on to the next thing I played recently for a while. And that was uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I okay. stuck my head in the sand and played that game for about four days, four or five days straight. I had a lot, a good gap of free time, so I was like, okay, no one talk to me, I'm taking no jobs, <laughs> I'm playing this game, start to end, not 100%, but close. Okay, and, like, I've never played any of them, so what uh, is what I am, about? I am like, an AC, Egypt, that's all I know. Yeah, I am a big AC guy, you can probably see the posters around the room, mm -hmm. but um, this game hasn't reinvented the wheel but it recaptures the same magic you felt if you played AC2, which is that, okay, this feels refreshing. And that's primarily because they took a year off. Now, I'm not sure if that's for a meta reason of, oh, the game literally took a year off, so you've got a year you know, separated from the game, you don't think about it. Or is it refreshing because they took a year off to polish and refine the game? And you can definitely feel that year of polish because the map is huge, but it's really detailed. The team definitely took a lot of lessons from Witcher 3. Like, there is always things to do every, like, 25 seconds. A lot of the characters are really... Uh, not as many as Witcher, of course, but a, lot, a good few of the characters are memorable and interesting. Uh, Bayek especially, like, his relationship with his wife Aya who's also sort of an, uh, an assassin-ish uh, kind of character. It, like, that's very, very interesting. The gameplay as well is, when they always say, oh, it's open, oh, it's literally open. There is only a few missions where you have to go into very specific places and do X, Y, and Z. I, could, I was doing a mission and ended up killing two targets at the same time into completely unrelated things because... Hmm. The game uses a routine system. Every person in the game has a routine, like a life, if you will. Mm -hmm. And yep. the main target was in Alexandria. And he was at the Library of Alexandria, taking notes away from travelers, because that's what they did. They took notes away from people, copied them, kept the original, gave you the copy back. Like, hey, yeah. this is the library, deal with it. The other target went there to go meet with a secret order dude, which I won't talk about for spoilers. And they both happened to walk through the same doorway... And I was able to kill them both at once. Which was weird because I got two of the, like, AC dream sequence requiem <laughs> scenes. Uh, like, stab, giant, you know, cos uh, giant, you know, story moment with weird stuff going on. He gets, I lay him to rest. And the other guy is standing re right there like, what the hell just happened? And so I stab <laughs> him as well. Get another unrelated story cutscene. And that was just completely out of the blue. I didn't even clock what? that that happened. I thought that was his bodyguard that I just stabbed second. But, yeah, that game, not only that, it's beautiful as well. The e Egypt is a setting that has not been explored in the way that they've explored it. That was a quality. Like, 
I it's not like ten out of ten material. It's more like a good eight nine. It is AO solid. AO solid. It's A OK. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, all good. Kind of trying to think of what you could have for an AO solid. Yeah, I was trying. I, I was about. I was trying to say solid and A OK, so I went with AO solid. All right. Well, you're just making new words here, youngin. Okay. All right. Well, hey. It's the English language mutable. I know. George, or- George Orwell would be rolling in his grave so hard right now. Yeah. Absolute disappointment. Um, <laughs> Tolkien, maybe too. I don't know. <sighs> Tolkien oh. would get. Oh, just he was a professor in languages. I have no idea. That's like, true. He would be too busy making oh, his own than criticizing other people. Yeah. Though. The Lord of the Rings. It was an excuse just to make up his own language. That's all it was. <laughs> That is all those books are. He's like, let me just, I'm just going to work myself a little bit here and talk about my languages forever now in this book. And everything Tom Bombadil, everything him, my God. So, because that aside, that TV show's coming, which is going to be like a prequel to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Amazon got the license for it, right? Amazon, yeah. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Shadow of War, when it was coming, when Shadow of Mortar came out, everyone was really skeptical. But the Nemesis system really brought it together, because the story was okay. Is this going to be canon, though? Is the Amazon TV show going to be Is canon anything canon? No, because some things are, like, classed as canon by the Tolkien estate, I believe, and some isn't. It's like, uh, the, like, the story in Shadow uh, of War and Mordor isn't technically canon by then. It's basically the world's most expensive fanfiction. Pretty much. Like, it's still trying to be a prequel thing, because they're like, despite all the stuff we're doing over here and just being really annoying to Sauron, we're gonna lose eventually because Sauron's gotta do the Lord of the Rings. Like, they are just effing with fiction, though. I know this is supposed to be based on the Silmarion and just other random works that Tolkien made. Basically, the things that Tolkien made, some were released, some that are not, I believe. And I don't know. I have no idea what they can do. Like, there are stories in that world that don't have to do with The Lord of the Rings or with The Hobbit. Hmm. But we've spent so much time with The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I don't know if people care about everything else, per se. I don't know. I really don't because I am not interested. I I don't know. I really like the story, but I don't really care about the world all that much. I'm going to be sad if... They try and explore some things to do with Isengard because, of course, Christopher Lee, the man who act, who was the actor for Saruman, has died. He died a few years yeah. back. That was a tragedy. So who are they going to do? If they ever explore Saruman the White, what are they going to do with that? That is, that's going to make me feel very sad. I hope whoever they cast, if they do explore that, whoever they cast better play it bloody well. Because I know for Albus Dumbledore in the up, next upcoming Harry Potter monsters and whatever the subtitle of that movie was you know the american the american harry potter they're having um god who's playing albus dumbledore in that it's someone i know i need to look this up so but it's like what 60 years before harry potter or something like yeah in in america yeah yeah all right stall for me i need to do frantic googling (laughs) (laughs) so all right so fantastic beasts we can talk about that real quick everyone's pissed it's johnny depp as the final as the as the big boss everyone wanted colin farrell for two reasons one colin farrell was apparently amazing the first movie my sister hated this movie by the way she's a big fan of harry potter jude law's playing albus dumbledore jude law's gonna be albus dumbledore apparently jude effing law yes jude law is playing albus dumbledore Mr. Young Pope, are you kidding me? That's uh, curious. Jude Law's open. I don't know. Like, the first two was that one old guy, and he died. And he 
what he made out of Albus Dumbledore, he made Albus Dumbledore this very regal, like, yeah, very regal. And then the new one, like the guy who did Albus for the rest of it, Albus Dumbledore was a little more grittier. He's a little more rougher. Yeah, he was like, he's like kind of the cool principal. Yeah, like well, the first one felt like your your cuddly granddad. The second yeah. one felt like him on a little bit more on edge. And then you have where he's a little more wry. He's a little more uh, down. He's a little bit further down to earth than how Regal the original was. Because he was kind of he was kind of funny and he was kind of he was kind of jaded. It was a more jaded Dumbledore. Whereas the first two, he was definitely like a bigger. He was a bigger thing kind of thing. Mm. If, uh, yeah, Regal's the best word for it. He was more of a Regal thing. So it's curious if that Dumbledore, if he survived and did the other movies, how Dumbledore would be. Because he was definitely something that was a very different beast from the second Dumbledore. But Jude Law. Yep. Jude Law. They can do whatever they want. It, Dumbledore's, uh, it's so many years after. I mean, so many years before the originals that Jude Law can do whatever the hell he wants. I am I not. Funnily enough, the, mo the most versed Harry Potter enthusiast in my house is my mum. So I'd had to ask her because I, <laughs> I wonder if there's any information on how Albus Dumbledore was like before Harry Potter. It would be hilarious if he was some kind of womanizer or a drunkard or something like that. Something we're not used to with Dumbledore. That would be yeah. curious. That would be curious. Like, uh, I only know a couple things about Dumbledore and... Uh... Dumbledore, and then his uh, his brother a little bit, but um, yeah, like I have not been interested in Fantastic Beasts. I haven't even seen the first one still. Yeah, I know either. they're gonna just do a bunch. I don't know. Like Harry Potter was Harry Potter, and I don't know. I just haven't even given it a chance. So I gotta check it out. But I don't know. Uh, it's supposed to look really cool. It's got magic and everything. It's in the okay. U.S. this time, but uh. Jude Law is freaking Dumbledore is ridiculous to me. I mean, hell, if we're talking mo if we're talking movies, I'm not much of a movie guy. You are. I mean, the last movie I saw was Thor Ragnarok for my 21st birthday. Uh, but the there's two video game movies soon-ish in announcements: Tomb Raider and a ramp a retro city rampage movie just called Rampage. Oh no, that's not what it is. That's oh, not what that is. I thought that was based That's on Rampage. That it's because you're 21. That's why. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, this it's explanation you're better 21. be good. It's because you are not from the old school arcade age. That's why. I thought Rampage was based on Retro City Rampage. No! No! What was it based no. on? Rampage! That was just a Rampage game called Rampage. is a game where you are George, Lizzie, and, or is it Izzy? And no, Lizzie, it's gotta be Lizzie. And Ralph. You are a giant gorilla, you're King Kong, you're Lizzie, which is basically Godzilla, and then you're a giant wolf named Ralph. And you're destroying buildings, and that's the game. This is an old school arcade game. It's like 19, maybe 80 something, or 70 something, and it is you're just destroying you're just destroying buildings. That's ah. what that game is. You thought it was Retro City Rampage? Holy shit. Have I got Holy shit. Have I got it mixed oh, up? Yeah. I recognize you... the look of it now. Re Hang on, let me check. Ret Have I just gotten wires crossed? Let me check Retro City Rampage. Ten or so years later was Rampage World Tour, which was a 64 game and arcade oh, game. Okay, I have been a complete bloody tit. I got okay. Rampage World Tour messed with Retro City Rampage. Okay, okay, that's very... I, okay. Played, right. I played 
Rampage World Tour on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, because that was on 64 and PlayStation 2. Okay, and, and there we go. I apologize I for my say, sin. What? Because that's a very different game, <laughs> Retro City Rampage. <laughs> very different, sir. Wow, okay, I... There are no Godzillas in that. God, oh my my God. PlayStation knowledge has gone down the toilet, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I... The only reason oh, I bring that up was and like had a very specific memory because I very specifically remember the poses the char- the characters would strike when they're on the buildings the sideways like yeah. backwards and forwards if they don't have a tribute shot of that somewhere in the movie because nowhere in the trailer does George go onto a building sideways with the camera far out him punching oh, it yeah. he goes he like sticks his hand in buildings but you're always at street level so they have to have yeah. at least one shot showing that He's got to get bigger because he's not big enough yet. I don't think that's part of it. Like, because in the trailer, they're kind of big, but mm. they're not building climbing big yet. Like, they're not that big yet. I just, I was like, okay, all right, we got, we got George. Like, the first minute of the thing is about The Rock and George and how he's his buddy. Like, The Rock's going to be important when it comes to George. And, like, he's friends with this gorilla. He's sign languages with the gorilla and everything. That's pretty cool. And the only reason why I care about the human element is because it's The Rock. That is the only reason. That is it. If it wasn't The Rock, if it was Shia LaBeouf like Transformers, I would not give a crap. Now, question for you, Scarf, my mate. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you? Do you like this version where where The Rock and George aren't the same person, or would you have wanted The Rock to reprise a kind of the mummy role where he CGI'd into George with The Rock's face on it? Because I think that That's... would be hilarious. That's what I was wondering at first when I heard The Rock was in it. I'm like, is The Rock going to be George? Like, is that what's going to Because in the original and in World Tour, it's humans transformed into beasts. Mm. In this one, it's beasts just getting bigger. Yeah, because that's where the whole, like, transformation into the naked person came from. If you lost all your lives, you had to shuffle off screen awkwardly. Yeah, and you can be eaten by your buddies. Yes. Which is just the dickest move to do. My brother did that. But... He was mean. Um, yeah, uh... George is an actual gorilla. Ralph is an actual wolf. And Lizzie is a crocodile. Yes, a giant crocodile. He's like, holy crap. And the question is whether or not... Whether or not Ralph is going to develop... Anthropomorphism? Is that the word? Uh, Yes. Is is he going to go two-leg? And is Lizzie going to do it? Or are they just big beasts of their thing? And it's only George that can actually climb buildings. Yeah, they might... Like... They could do that. I was thinking maybe they'd almost go like Jojo Stan style, like only this person can control the dinosaur, and it almost goes Pacific Rim afterwards, where they have to con- like, oh. hey, don't do that. Go mess him up. That would be interesting. I, I'm assuming, like, just from the trailer, the way it looks like, it looks like they're going to fight these beasts, they're going to try to kill these beasts because they're rampaging around. And it's going to be up to the rock to try to get them to not kill the beasts. But it's like, what it's also going to be the conspiracy of what caused them to get large and everything. And is there a, is there a big bad that caused this or is it just something went wrong and they're just these big, like, is it alien technology that did this? Did the, the government do this? It's on always accident? aliens. Every time. Assume aliens. Okay. So let's talk about world tour. World tour had a bunch of space stuff, but I think that was humans doing it. I don't think it was aliens. It was just humans experimenting too far. I need to look up the specifics and... of World Tour so I don't get it mixed up with War of the Worlds. Because that was another <laughs> game we played on PS2. Now I want a oh, War dear. of the Worlds movie. That would be great. We haven't had like a, a movie mashup of like uh, Godzilla and then a bunch of other things like uh, Mecha and whatnot. 
Yeah, I I really need to go back and watch all the old Godzilla movies. Skip all the human parts, but watch the like when I was a kid, it was all about Godzilla. And okay, here's the human part. So we're just gonna watch a different channel for an hour. Okay, come back. Okay, here's the Godzilla fight. Because the way those Godzilla movies are, Godzilla's at the start, and then humans are dealing with some sort of plot that's going on because of Godzilla or because people are trying to do stuff to Godzilla. Godzilla shows up for cameos during the rest of the movie. There's a big fight somewhere in the middle, and then Godzilla's gone for another half an hour, and then Godzilla's there for the big fin final battle. And it's always like, this is all anyone cares about, in my opinion, is the last 30 minutes. When Godzilla's fighting Mothra, or Giren, or whatever the hell he's fighting. Or Mechagodzilla. Mm. Or King Gears. Like, there's... Like, Godzilla is, in a way, it's like WWF movies. Like, WWE movies. They are... It's just a wrestling match. Giant <laughs> monsters. That's what it is. And it's always fun to see them. And they've made, like, 50 or 60 of them. Yes. Goddamn Godzilla Roman Reigns always going over. Oh my god. Oh jeez. So, I am um, wrestling Mark, what can I say? Of course. Uh, it, it's just fun seeing all that, and then there's the camera side of things. But um, Gone? Rampage, just going back to that, I am curious what's going to happen there. It's, it's going to be 90 minutes or 2 hours, because that's, that's how long movies are these days. There's going to be maybe the first half hour, the first act is just like, okay, George is changing. He's not the only one. What's going on here? The second act is things getting out of hand. And the final act as well. Either the beasts die or they save the beasts or some of them die and some live or something. It looks like it both looks like in the trailer that George and Ralph fight and also work together. Yeah. So I think they probably fight at first and they recognize what's going on and they team up and just wreck stuff because the government's attacking them or... They run together at first, but then Rock turns George, and George just fights the other beast or something. I don't know. Speaking of that, there's going to be a King Kong vs. Godzilla movie eventually. So I'm curious how that's going to go. Let's see how will they actually end up handling it. Um, I, I am curious how it's going to go. Like, if there's the original. In the original, I swear to God, I have fake remembered a version where Godzilla wins. <laughs> and but there's there is a. The canon version is is King Kong wins, if I remember correctly. The canon version is King Kong wins, but I freaking fake remember Godzilla winning that fight. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I didn't watch too many of those movies as a kid, so I would not be able to assist you in this category. It, but it's just like that was a Battle of the Titans kind of thing, because it's like King Kong is... is It's the only big beast that America has is King Kong. It's the only big one. That and... King Kong again. Th that's all we got. All we got. <laughs> Just King Kong again. <laughs> what else do we got that are giants besides th the 50-foot woman? And that's it. Just that. Those, those are the only things America has. Japan's got all the kaijus, and they also have mechs, and they have all the kaijus. They have a lot of kaijus. You have... Aliens from Futurama, do they count? They're like the no. Amazon... No, they're... Yeah, I'm, I'm like... stretching really hard here to find giant... Although, this is all in reference to... It's like... Oh, what's his name? Not Gotcha Man. It's there's a there's the giant there's Godzilla there's Gamera and then there's that big silver and red guy who I can't remember who his name is right now. Silver there's and a red couple. Guy. All right. Um. Yeah, forget it. Forget that part. Yeah. Forget that. Forget that portion. But yeah, Japan has so many giant beasts, and U.S. just has King Kong. That's all we got. That's it. And so they had the battle of King Kong versus Godzilla. It was like East versus West. 
And it's like, and King Kong wins that battle. And they're like, in Japan, there's a version where, where Godzilla wins. Like, what? But apparently that doesn't exist. Well, they pa- I swear. are they just pandering to the audiences with the different versions? That would be interesting. But I swear, I think there's only the one version. It's, it's going into just how the past is weird with uh, things. The funny thing is what Godzilla is, how the origin of things. Godzilla was just a movie about the original, was a movie about just the horrors of nuclear war. Yeah. And then it becomes all these freaking kaiju battles. Like, this is the birth People of miss the message. Else. Like, it's meant to be like, oh, this is what happens when nuclear radiation starts messing with things. You guys should respect nukes. Meanwhile, the West, yeah. not intellectuals, look at those monsters, <laughs> give us them, please. Yes. And, yeah. And so we're going to have a Godzilla vs. King Kong battle. I just remembered that. Is we the rock totally going to be in it, though? Over. He should. We walked over. If Samuel Jackson was in the King Kong movie, they can put the rock in, the, yes. in there somehow. Absolutely. Like, the thing is, the rock is. Talking about the rock instead. The rock is so. He's just got a gravity about him. He draws everyone in. And he just does a good job at what he does because he's such a workaholic. He's in, like, every freaking movie. Because Jumanji's coming, which is not a game movie per se. It's a movie where there's a game. But that there is a, a video game, but it's a plot device. Yeah. yeah, it's a plot device, and The Rock's in it, and The Rock's going to be funny. Kevin Hart's in it, he's going to be funny. Jack Black's in it. Jack Black's in it, that's going to be something else. Because Jack Black can be very entertaining. He's hit and miss. Hmm. I'm a huge fan of Jack Black, but he's hit and miss. He could be extremely entertaining, or he could be terrible. And then there's a new actress who I've never seen, so hopefully she mel- meshes well with them. They are taking a lot more nerd humor, though, because they've inserted, like, perks and life bars and that kind of thing, yeah. so I want to see what they actually do with that. If they make it cringy, well, it's always going to be somewhat cringy, because any sort of video game thing mainstream is going to be sort of harped on. I mean, if anyone's seen the Saturday Night Live stuff recently about esports, it's always going to be cringed not, a bit, but ooh. how bad or how good is it going to be? I think what I'm going to like about Jumanji, just from the trailer, seeing that they have stats and perks... Is that they're doing stats and perks, where they're just like, screw it, stop trying to make it real world, just accept that it's a game and go with it. And that's something you don't see a lot with these video game movies. They don't just accept the, the world, they just try to make it work as a real world thing. And that might be part of the problem. Which brings me on to the other video game movie, the Tomb Raider movie they're doing. Yep. And I'm a little 50-50 on that, I'm getting some real Assassin's Creed vibes. Like, uh, they, hmm. T- Tomb Raider is an inherently silly game, even though it tries to trot itself out as serious, because, yeah, it's like, yeah, female empowering, yeah, really interesting adventure, but it's still over-the-top spelunking. It's a slightly yeah. more serious Indiana Jones. So I feel if they embrace that a little bit more, they could, one, get people to care about Lara as a character, because... Name three things about Lara Croft's personality that wasn't just, oh, do anyone remember the triangle tits back on PlayStation 2? Her, her, her. Like, she's just bland. Yeah, um, okay, let's see. Playing the first one, like, the one they remade her, playing that first one. You played the first one or no? I know. The, the, la- like, the last Tomb Raider I played in a long time properly mm-hmm. was the Tomb, the Tomb Raider re- uh, remake. I haven't, I played a little bit of the one of the ones yeah, on PS2 very- when I was young, but never properly. Okay, yeah, because the, the Tomb Raider remake, because that's what the movie's based on. It's based on the Tomb Raider remake. She's just just like her and everything. Yeah, she's gonna go. Th- she's gonna go through a situation where she almost gets assaulted, like that. that you see oh, they're the recreating that happen. from the game again. 
Yeah, you can see it. You can see it in that trailer. Like, oh, that scene's coming up. Okay. Is this just an IRL and recreation of the game? Is that what they're doing? It. You could see it. You could definitely tell that's what they're doing. It's instead of her having her big crew, though. It's just that one Asian guy, as far as we can tell, who replaces the Samoan guy. Which I like the Samoan guy. He was hype. He was great before he died. Yeah, he was such a. Did he die in the second game? I thought he died in the first. Or am I mistaken? No, he's still alive. Who he's died? still alive in the second game. Oh no, game. the old the old Scottish dude died in the first game. Never mind. Carol. The old Scottish dude. This is all spoiled, but it's such an old game now. Yeah. The old Scottish dude dies in the dumbest freaking way. Yeah. I hate his death. Um, death to wolves. But, um, the Simone guy survives. Like, like he's her her rock. That like not the rock, but he's he's the cornerstone of what keeps her grounded. Because like you know, this is a really bad idea. Mm. He's that guy, and so he's in the second game, so he doesn't die. But so you got this Asian guy who's pretty fit. So yeah, you kind of need a fit guy to be able to run around with her. But I, I still miss the Simone guy. But it's going to be that game. It's going to be the first remake game. It's going to be a movie of that. And it's going to be her finding herself as the Tomb Raider. And the game, her defining qualities were... She was... She's such a superhuman. That's all I can really think of. She like, was rich. She down. had a Batman story as her opening. Like, her parents died. She has a butler. Yeah. It's like... She just... She murders tons and tons of people. Like, she's just... Like, this is her origin story. It would have been interesting if she's just fighting a small group of people and it's just a uh, cat and mouse between them. But she murders an army in that game. Yeah. And in this game, in the trailer, in this movie, in the trailer, we're seeing her just running around arrowing people. And so, so I don't know. Someone posted on Reddit a while back a really interesting idea. If they made the game only have four or five enemies, and it was those five guys who initially tried to assault Lara at the beginning, and each of the game's chapters is highlighted by one of those guys finding you, or you finding them, and you have to fight them. There are only five enemies in the game, but they're big bosses, they're smart, you have to try and outfox them, kind of like Metal Gear Solid in a way. There were the five big, or five or four big guys in the Cobras, have the five or four big henchmen to go after, instead of just tons and tons of people constantly coming at you like an army with a bow and arrow. Oh, she's dead. She's dead. Um, she need she you need stepping stones for your character. She needs stepping stones. She can't just take on these guys. Mm. She can maybe take on the first two, but then the big bad takes her up because you need stepping stones for character development. Yeah. And also, it's also on how much you have to hate these characters. If they're too scummy, it's just going to make you hate them so much that even the catharsis of their death is not going to be enough to overcome how much you hate those characters. That's and true. Because the near assault was pretty bad. And I'm glad they got taken out quick. Um, you gave her, you gave her a quick reason to kill, and that's over with. And now she's gotten her first taste of blood, and now she's murdering an entire army. Yeah, it's she dies at least six times in that game in cutscenes. She's taking hits that she in some pretty visceral ways. I mean, every yeah. everyone's seen a gif of the of the the water slide from the start of the game, and if you miss the second turn you get impaled through the head by a tree branch. <laughs> and God. just the squirming. Like, like everyone but has seen that. Just the damage she takes. Like, even in the second game, there's a point where she... Her rope gets loose and she hits the mountain and bounces off of it. And like, oh, she freaking died right there. Oh, did, did she get like, hit by the same thing that... uh what not She gets hit by a lot of things. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2, the, the Mary Jane, 
got went fall, gets grabbed by Spider-Man's web, snap, breaks her spine. Did she have the same thing but on a wall instead? But live. Uh no, she just she slams right into the wall. Right into it. Yeah, that probably should be death. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the first game when they did the remake, it ends with like, oh yeah, she died at the start. This is all just a fever dream. Cause my god. <laughs> she takes so much damage in that game. Like she should be dying of sepsis. She should be dying of so many things. Um but yeah, it's going to be based on the first one. And there's a scene in that damn trailer where it's Laura Croft looking at guns and she's like, I'll take two. And you're like, that's going to be the last scene of the movie. You already know it's going to be the last scene of the movie. Mm. Because, and it has, what's his name? Not Simon Pegg, his buddy. Oh, the Nick Frost. One. Yeah, Nick Frost. Nick Frost is great. He's a very entertaining guy. He's in that scene. I'm like, that's going to be the last scene of the movie because she's picking out guns. This is after she's established herself. Hmm. I'm like, why show the last scene of the movie? All right, because it was kind of funny. Unless it's a misdirection. That is a thing it could be, considering uh, the misdirections that were done in the Justice League trailers. Yes. Uh, a Star Wars trailers, that's got to be complete misdirection. Everything so in there, many I think, is misdirection. I, want to, I think it is. I want to, back on topic, though, because I have one final point on the movie. Yeah. I, I want, to, for as much as I've been dunking on this, like, or not dunking, dumping on this, like, tr- movie I want to get Lara Croft. I want to like her. But I just find it a bit too bland. There needs to be a hook. There needs to be something there. Maybe it's just the way it's been handled just was a little bit too vanilla. Like, it's like, oh, it's a hero. It just felt kind of a bit more of a bland Uncharted for me. And that feels really bad to say because I know Lara Croft has a beloved legacy. So I don't really know her, like... She's always just been that badass English lady. That's all she's really been. The game, like the platforming in the previous games, from what I've little played and from what a lot, a lot of video essays and said that that stuff was yeah. revo- not revolutionary, but close for the time. Back on PS2, PS1, yeah. that well, kind of thing. Well, this is PS1. This, yeah, when you do those things, but it's just that's the game. It's not the character. Mm. Like that's the game of the character, and a movie's gonna need the character. Yeah. And I feel like one of her problems is I think she needs a better supporting cast. All she's got is the Simone guy. In the early games, all she had was the butler. And there's not enough character on her, I don't think. I've never thought of her as a very defined character. And I still don't think... I haven't played the second game, though. But the first game, she wasn't all that well-defined. She's just a badass. That's like She starts out weak, and she slowly gets better and better because she's surviving so much BS. And then she's killing a whole army. And it's like, I don't know, it's not enough, and would like to see more from her, because there are characters where you feel like you get a lot out of them. On the other side of things, what do we really know of Link? What do we really know of Mario? What do we really know of... That's different, though, because uh, that stuff is, you make your own story via gameplay. Like, a movie story and a game story is different. True. Uh, Well, no, going back to just Tomb Raider character for the game... Oh. Uh, she's not all that, she's not a lot, and it's, she's never meant to be a blank slate. There's, no. like, Laura Croft has never Chief been- Not Chief Doom guy, no. Yeah. She's got, meant to have some stuff, some yeah. stuff there. Yeah, she's not a, she's not a blank slate. Like, Link is supposed to be a blank slate. He's supposed to be. Um, why did, why can't I remember his name right now, because they say his name, Gordon? Uh, Half-Life 2. Yeah. That dude is a, is the blank slate. He's- there's so much fan art making him such a badass, but you don't really know much about him. He's just a dude that just does work. Same thing with the Master Chief. Even though they gave him a personality and stuff in the later trilogy, 
I think he has a personality. He just doesn't have much of one. Um, yeah, he was meant to be a blank slate. That they gave him one slowly. Cortana was meant to be like sort of the personality. Yeah. That's the thing is a blank slate character is fine if the surrounding cast is amazing. Yes. But then you have, going back to Wolfenstein 2, everyone's a character in that game. BJ is such a character, and he's so, he's just awesome to play. And I think it does a lot because he has narrative. He has such an interesting arc about him. And the fact he talks to himself is interesting. Because mm -hmm. he remarks on things. He's like, he'll talk about things, or he'll he'll talk to... It's the weird thing about BJ is he will reference dead people. He'll talk to them like as if they're right there with him. Which is such an interesting thing about him, because he did that in one and he doesn't do... He's also he even talks to the people he's going to kill. Like, he's not at them yet? He's Isn't like, that him you. trying to cope with himself? Because, I, if I remember, don't yeah. say it in case of spoilers, but from the marketing, they were talking about how he, he is kind of effed up by this point. He is kind of going kind of solid snake from Metal Gear Solid... Uh, one of the snakes from Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, or 4, sorry. I wouldn't say that. He's just... That is coping. That is his, that's definitely a coping mechanism. He's talking to people because he's well. He's just a, he's just alone murdering things when he's when you're doing run and gun with him, and he's just talking to characters who are dead. He's talking to characters who are alive, but they can't actually hear him. And it is a coping thing. That's exactly what it is, and that's what kind of makes him even more interesting. Is he's doing these things to cope, and his motivations are interesting. Like in the first game, I get like his motivation is just like I'm gonna save the day. In the second game, he's got a bunch of other motivations going on. And he expresses them, and that's what makes him such an interesting character. I really like BJ Blazkowicz. Hmm. I like him a lot. It would be interesting if they... Doom Guy, I don't know if it would be better or worse if he had actual character. I think he's fine as he is. They... I can talk about this, because I played the hell out of Doom. They did Doom give him... Fun. They gave him character, but they did it in a super smart way. Cutscenes yeah. and everything, the, the character is by what he didn't do. The, the, the famous one, of course, is right at the start of the game, the, the robot doctor is trying to give you exposition, and Doom Guy is just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nope, and just goes. Yeah. And there is a ton of exposition through, like, diary entries, audio logs in hell, bigging him up, yeah, talking about his, his accomplishments. But The Doom Slayer. Yeah, like, the Doom Slayer. That's his title, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. meant to be the Doom Slayer. There's a whole thing you can go explore. But you don't necessarily need to. If you don't care, it's yeah. not shoved. You don't need to know. You are simply a dude called the Doom Slayer. You could mess up demons. Go. That's what I enjoyed was his character was defined by the world. Because the world's like, the Doom Slayer is here. And our guys are kind of freaking out. And it's like, yes. And that was, that was the thing. The world shaped your understanding of that character. Like, he's very straightforward. He just kills things. That's what he do. What I like, though, is when you find the little toys. When you find the little toys, he's like, yes. he's like he just puts his face like, pop. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny when he does. I'm like, he's got a little sense of humor. Like, he's got just like, <laughs> toy, <laughs> toy. And he just murders things so hard. But yeah, all the Doomslayer logs is my favorite part. Yeah. Because they're talking about how they triumphed over the Doomslayer and how scared they were of him. And they're like, he's back and we're scared again. It's like, oh, yes. Like, there was a lot of character in the things he did and the way he did it, and in the cutscenes and everything. And I can't wait for two, like, whenever the hell that comes out, because I want to see more with him. And it's interesting seeing those two different sides of the coin, where BJ is such a defined character now, and Doomguy is still, uh, is, is defined in a different way. Like, BJ is defined 
by his interactions, by the people around him, everything, while the Doom guy is defined by just the world itself. Yeah. And by the little subtle things he does in his cutscenes. But he, Doom guy is such a straightforward character, though. He's like, all right, go do this. All right, go do that. Okay, go do this. But he does it so funly. I wonder, though, the whole character aspect, maybe that's as sort of the final point in the movie thing to go back to Origins. The Assassin's Creed movie was something that Ubi pushed pretty heavily. The one that had Michael Fassbender, the it was set in the it was set in the Spanish Inquisition, pretty much. And yeah. they pushed that quite hard. There's a lot of references to it in the game in uh, in Assassin's Creed Origins, especially oh. during the out of animus sections. Yeah, there is unfortunately for some people. I I'm okay with it. The whole out-of-the-animus IRL Abstergo assassin thing, which I know some people detest. Luckily, the, 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 the necessary sections are quite short, but if you look around, you can see things like the, the person you're playing as helped out and makes references to that whole project with, like, the spinny animus arm, the one you see. <laughs> like, that thing, they talk about the things going down in uh, that thing. And if you do the Twitch bundle, like, out of out of game, if you do the Twitch bundle, the Twitch Prime that happened a while ago, you can get, like, Aquila's or Aguilar's uh, costume from the movie. And oh, that, wow. all of that stuff in a game that was completely not the movie gave me more confidence and stuff about the movie because it was longer. So that makes me think about all the problems with video game movies in the past and all that because they're longer experiences. Do you think video game movies will be better served as TV shows than movies? To have a bit more time to breathe. Oh. Well, there's there's two or three things. One is, uh, yeah, video games are so much longer. Or even if they're not long and they're shorter, they're like maybe four or three hours. They're not movie length. But it's also how you interact with, interact with it and everything. But it's also, I feel like people just suck at writing video game movies. I just... It's because movies are restrictive. I think with a longer period of time, it's, it's like I mean, hell, with Assassin's Creed, it writes itself. There, are, there are sequences. It's set. The chapters are sequences mm -hmm. in, in DNA. You could do a sequence an episode. I still think it's doable, though. I still think it's doable to do a good movie that's just based in that world. But it's either too much fan service, not enough fan service, or just not the right happy balance. I just, I feel like someone could pull it off, and they just have not. I really feel like it's doable. Like it's considering how many source materials have been turned into things. Goddamn comics got turned into movies and it worked out. Why the hell can't video games get turned into movies? I just don't understand. Oh God. This. Okay. First of all, how much time do we have left? Like, we've been talking for a while, completely off topic. You have five minutes. Right. I just want to talk about this quick. Cause you reminded me about comics. How much of a fighting yeah. game guy are you, Scarf? Very. Because did you hear about what's going on with Injustice for Fighter Pack 3? No, I don't. What's going on with that? They get, so they have the Atom and Enchantress as their two normal characters, and they have a guest character in the realm like to do that for each of their DLCs. Like in Mortal Kombat, they had the Predator and Alien and Jason Voorhees. Combat Pat 3 and Injustice 2 is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah I heard this like, wait a sec, what? All four of them or just one of them? All four of them as one character. Well, Okay, well, they have to have People a lot are, of lines for each one. Uh, like. Yeah, we're assuming the trait is going to be... So every character has a trait, like a special thing they can do. Like yeah. Superman can become uh, completely powerful to ignore hyper-armor. Catwoman can do special mm -hmm. things. We're assuming the trait switches them out, but we won't know until the reveal. 
So I yeah. am super curious to see what they do with that. And apparently the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were comic book characters. I didn't know that. Oh, I you didn't know they, that? I oh. thought they just started on TV as a, as a Nickelodeon thing. Yeah, they were a hyper-serious comic. They killed the Shredder in the first issue. Wait, hyper-serious? murdered. Yeah, it's super serious. Like, it's supposed to be super serious as a satire kind of thing, but oh, it's super right. serious. Okay. And they straight up kill Shredder in the first issue. Like, or second. Like, it's it's very early. They murder his ass. Leonardo just straight up impales him and it's over. He's like, eh, well, he wasn't crap. Okay. Retro City Rampage and now this. I'm getting an education in the middle of this <laughs> thing. Like, I, I am feeling horrible for my pop culture knowledge from before my time. Like, I'm at the I, like I'm at the right age where where I got to see the start of video gaming just a little bit after it started. If yeah. you don't count arcade, my machines, my so. starting console was the PlayStation Two. So yeah, my starter was our Atari whatever. But uh. that's when I was a baby, and it became Nintendo. Was really my true starter when I'm cognizant is Nintendo. So I'm there right at the start. If you don't count Atari. And I went to arcades because my dad did a lot of bowling, and bowling always had arcades back then. Yeah. And so I have a lot of background in the start of the consoles and in arcades. So I've seen gaming from the beginning, and it's uh, it's something else, really. It's just how big it's become and everything, and just knowing the origins of things. And also comics in a big way. Like, comics took a big swing in the 80s as well. Like Ninja Turtles, and being a comic, then becoming the cartoon that it... That the huge cartoon juggernaut that it was. There are so many toys that came out of that game. I mean, out of that show. I mean, that, like, that thing was like buku money back in the day, right? Like, Teenage Mutant Turtles? Merchandising. You don't need, like, Star Wars was the big one before Ninja Turtles. They were the big merchandiser. But Ninja Turtles took it to a whole new level. Because it was, here's Ninja Turtles. Now here, here is, one of them is a fireman. One of them's a cop. One of them's a freaking janitor. Like, they like, here's the Ninja Turtles. In day jobs. Here's Ninja Turtles in rescue jobs. Here's Ninja Turtles military style. Here's Ninja... It's just the four guys in different outfits and they're different game. They're different toys. And you had to buy all of them because you're a kid. My favorite one I ever saw an image of was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as ninjas. Isn't that what they are already? <laughs> like, I, I saw those. <laughs> I'm fairly oh. sure. Another aside is... Stretch Armstrong's getting a cartoon. It's coming out like today or yesterday or oh, something. Oh, what? Stretch Armstrong? I, I know Stretch, what he is, but yeah, really? Stretch Armstrong is getting. It's a Netflix cartoon. It's coming out or it just came out or it's next month. Like, I know it's like 17th or 18th. I just don't remember. It's November or December. And that's a cartoon coming out. I'm like, what? Stretch okay, Armstrong? Okay, we should clarify. This is the, uh, the 18th of November we're recording this for those yeah. who just think want to know when this is happening. Yeah, this is going to come out right before Thanksgiving. And uh, it's just like, are you kidding me? Nostalgia is amazing right now because Stranger Things too really hit with nostalgia. I need to watch that. Uh, it's really good. That's all I gotta say. It's really good. Mm. Like even if you don't know the '80s, just as writing wise, it's written very well, in my opinion. Some people have some problems with a little bit here and there, but I thought it was a it was a good idea what they did. It was pretty fun, and just it just I thought it was good. Um. It's a different beast from the first one, that's for sure. Yeah. The way I'll put it is, Stranger Things 1 and 2 are alien and aliens. That's how I feel about it. Like, both oh. are really good. And, of course, the second one follows from the first one and expands on different things. But both are really good. Because when it comes to movies, people argue Alien 1 and Alien 2. Either one could be the better movie. 
for different reasons. Really good. Yeah, for different reasons. Both are really good movies, though. And yeah, okay. So we're ending this now. Yeah, let's not overrun uh, like we've done in the last three that we've done. <laughs> yes, uh, I like doing these long, but we do need to temper it, like because of Jinx will kill us. Yeah, Jinx will kill us right now because she's got big projects. So, um, that's that's the podcast. Uh, wrapping up because I don't really feel like doing advice at the moment. Yeah. Like, what advice you? Got? I've got the because only advice right now, I can give. As something I've done brand new. So what? doing what when it comes to the whole actual battlefront like loot crate thing, mm-hmm. giving up games that you've really wanted to play is hard, but it feels worth it in the end. Like I initially didn't buy Shadow of War, still haven't. R- that hurt me a lot because I really wanted to play that game, but I then, disagree with having the micro the loot boxes that affected gameplay in my single player game. And then Battlefront, I mean we don't need to talk about Battlefront. That's been covered to <laughs> death. Like, that horse is dead in the ground already. And that sucked for a while, but now, like, after the fact, I actually feel great about that, that I was sort of responsible about, like, in yeah. doing that. Yeah, there, there's a whole conversation to that. Just um, talking with your wallet and actually not getting the thing, because there's people like, what's the point? Well, the point is what you make of it. That's really what it is. And if enough people actually do talk with our wallet, then there you go. It actually means something. The, the, the one thing to mention really quick is EA took away the refund button from Battlefront 2. Uh, objection. That wasn't actually malicious. That uh, wasn't actually malicious? It wasn't was malicious. It a bug? Uh, no, was it wasn't a bug? a bug. It was basically, a, it's a really weird way to do their refunds. That was a self-service okay. refund. And that was for the versions, uh, so there's a small time window between okay, okay. a game rele- uh, like coming out and actually being out to where self-service yeah. refunds are not allowed and you have to go for customer support. Mm. So that, that okay. little window, people freaked out. But no, that, that was completely kosher that's and that was to meant know. to be a thing. Okay, that's good to know, because I was like, what the balls? They took away the refund yeah. button. People freaked okay, out, so but yeah, it's fine. That's good to know, because I did not follow up on that. I usually follow up on things, but I'm like... All right, well, I don't have time for that because there's a lot of other EA things going on. Yeah. And But okay, so that's the clarification. That's good to know, everybody. That is good to know. Um, so, okay. So they did not get rid of the refund button. That is a th- that's because of technical things. Okay. That's better to know. So my bad on that one. Everyone can get misinformed. Rip. That's why you got to read up on things. Did not read up on that one. I was too busy reading up on... There's so much, though, with that story. I mean, you can miss some stuff. Yeah, there is so much. <laughs> and... Temporarily getting rid of microtransactions. It's a win, but it's also a delayed win. Let's see what they do do first before I put my money on it. That's exactly what I'm doing. So, okay, that's it for the podcast. We've had basically a podcast with Verbalocity, which can be found with that name on Twitter. And anywhere else? Or is it just Twitter? Twitter, Uh, Twitch, technically YouTube, rarely ever post there. So just look for the name. Universal branding is a wonderful thing, as always. Everyone but me. Everyone but me. Because the damn DJ took my name. Rip. He doesn't even use it, and they won't let me take it. They won't let me take the name, because he hasn't used it in ever. Aw. Because Twitch is weird. Alright. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for coming by. Bye. A quick thing. No podcast next week, because we'll not be around to be able to do the recording. Because Thanksgiving weekend.